Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the Word. We pray that this message would be a blessing to you. This morning, thank you so much to Barry and Holland and to Adam sharing this, this, uh, the, the pulpit these last uh, weeks so I could have family time. And um, i kind of gearing myself up to to the fall and um, the, the last six months of the, of the year, running into it with uh, great excitement, great anticipation, great uh, potential in what God wants to do. So I'm very excited about that. And so um, sharing the word this morning, obviously I'm continuing with God's goodness. Where you, no matter which way you look at the scriptures, you see his goodness. And I wanted to be able to do that. And I wanna encourage us not to be the ones that are, are, are standing and, and walking outside of his goodness because that we can do. We can be those that, that just, um, because of what, the way we've been taught or the way we've been raised or the, the way we've been indoctrinized, we can stand and say, yes, okay, God's good. God, but that's for them and not for us. And so I don't want that. And so I... Uh, we as, as a church are pressing towards you. It says, my people are perishing for lack of knowledge. And so I want you to understand, allow the word of God to wash over you so that you can be those people that are saying, yes, I wanna embrace God's goodness, walk in God's goodness, display God's goodness, because we can be those ones that just observe it. We can talk about it. We can see others embrace it, but be, be void of being a testimony of his goodness. There we heard Phil and Di stand up, giving God the thanks and the glory for the goodness because it takes faith to embrace this grace because man, we are raised up in that everything comes by works. You have to work for your life. You gotta work for your living. You gotta work for education. You gotta work for everything else. But here we get given this grace on a plate and it's just, just too much. This gift of grace is just uh, his goodness and we just can't get our, our heads around it. What do we have to do? And it's nothing we can do. You can't earn it. You just have to receive it. It's a real challenge. <laughs> uh, it's trying to, trying to earn the gift under the Christmas tree. No, no, it's just there. Take it. And so we need to understand that because that grace is, is, is just an unearned, undeserved, unmerited favor because of the greatness and the goodness of our God. And God wants us to understand that. We're aiming this year just to wash over you, to wash out, because some of us are born into religion. Some of us are born in unbelief. We have a surroundings of unbelief. Here we are indoctrinated as we walk out these doors with the culture of, of gender, the culture of, 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 of marriage, this different culture that's been impressed upon us. And if we don't stand up and say, no, I'm gonna walk in God's goodness, God's ways, God's work, God's will. I wanna do that because that brings life. And so the Father wants us to do that. And so from the pulpit, I've only got 40 minutes maybe, and during this, I'm supposed to do it in 30 minutes, so I've gotta run, okay? Um, but you gotta wash, sister, you want me to sign off already? Hallelujah, you're, gonna, I'm not, you're not getting out of it that easy today, hallelujah. But I'm, I'm telling you, our aim is to wash that over because the world needs us to walk our faith out. They need to see it. As, as, the, as the, the, the Arkansas team go back, they're gonna, there's gonna be, their parents are gonna say, what did you get in Flagler Beach? And it was just a time away with God. And you need sometimes to have that. And so we need to see our faith. We need to hear our faith. We need to be able to have, have people hear us speak our faith. 
We need to have that. So I've kind of titled today's message in the, in, in the line of God's goodness, um, Immersed in God's Goodness. And I'm talking about water baptism because there is a goodness that happens when we obey the Scriptures, when we obey what God instructs us to do because there's a reason. Everything that God instructs us in Scripture, it's, it, there's a reason. The Bible instructs us. We don't want to be these people that dabble with Christianity. Just dabble with it. We have this generation and these generations and this culture where we'll pick and mix. I'll pick a bit of this in culture and I'll pick a bit of this in Christianity and I'll pick a bit of this in religion and I'll have my own brew. No, it's God's way or no way. And so we need to get it. And it's gonna be a process. You don't get it all down. I'm still journeying down. I'm, I'm like 45 years as a Christian and I'm still changing. I'm still altering. I'm still getting tweaked by Holy Ghost. So it's a lifelong journey of making sure that we are not in one of these, these places where we're picking and mixing. He says, because people will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. So we can act like this religious, and that's a familiar scripture. I've just used a different interpretation. In 2 Timothy 3 verse 5, it says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. So we, yeah, we have this, 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 this thing of, of wanting to be religious and, being, and having that, uh, that box checked in my life, but I'm having this little pick and mix, and I'm dabbling with it. God's saying, no, no. You jump into the pond, the whole thing, and submerge yourself in it because that's where it is. I have this, uh, I don't know if those that haven't heard, uh, you, you've got to get in the wheelbarrow. And people understand when I say that sometimes, but obviously a lot of new folk uh, in, the, in the sound of my voice, getting the wheelbarrow is about the guy who did the tightrope walk over Niagara Falls a couple of times with a youngster watching him. And at the end of the day, he started walking it with the wheelbarrow over the tightrope. And eventually he confronted the little boy. He says, you believe I can go over and back again with the wheelbarrow? Of course, sir. I've been watching you all day. He says, then get in the wheelbarrow. <laughs> you can sit here and, and come to church and wear your best and behave your best. But get in the wheelbarrow. Get in the wheelbarrow because that requires faith. That requires you to get out there and talk about it. These, uh, the, the team have, have just learned so much about sharing their faith and, 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 and living it and being discipled. That's what it's all about. Get in the wheelbarrow. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Man, you've got to get the stinking thinking out of us because that's Romans 12, 12 verse two. It says, requires us to change our thinking because otherwise you have this blend, this mix and you're just gray. You're not bright light. Come on, we've got to be there. And so um, thinking affects our, be our believing and, and that believing affects our behaving. And so we've got to get our thinking right. And when we get our thinking right, we start getting it right. And so... Um, um, Yes, we, we, we see that there's consequences and what we're walking, by, walking in is, is, is real. We're not, this is not a joke. This, this is a real life. We are walking about, we, we're confronting and it says that the, the, the wages of sin is death. Yes, we know that. But listen to the rest of the scripture. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 6.23. It tells us that, the, don't, yes, there is. But if you step into God's goodness and you immerse yourself in God's goodness, he's, he's taking care of the sin and we don't have to walk in that because we, we receive the, everybody likes gifts. This is a free gift of eternal life. And God's saying, it's there if you immerse yourself. And so it's important that we follow the instructions of God and walk in it as we walk in it and not dabble with it. Then you start seeing the power of God in it. 
Man, we need the Holy Spirit on board here because like a guide in the, in the Amazon jungle. Now, it's not Amazon. Some people don't even know that Amazon that we buy from that came from the Amazon jungle. The Amazon jungle came first, okay, before Amazon <laughs> delivery. But well, I tell you what, if I'm going to go through the Amazon, I'm going to make sure I have a guide. Firstly, because I don't know what is poison ivy. And I don't want to get touched by poison arm because I'm highly allergic to it. And he can point it out or she can point it out. And I, don't, I, I, want, I, I want to make sure I don't go around any anaconda's nests or anything like that. I want to make sure I have a guide. The same thing, Holy Ghost wants to navigate you through life so your full gifting and your full potential can be seen, declared, announced, and, 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 and presented to a needy, dying world. There is a way that seems right to man. But the end is death. So we think we're clever and we're following this culture and this, this political correctness and, and this nonsense and that nonsense and we think we're really clever. Gee, and I can hear some, some of these people are so stupid. So stupid. I mean, they lose common sense. So anyway, today I'm looking at water baptism. That's just kind of a preamble for you. Just to, and it's important that we get instruction and understanding why we do what we do. Because good, just got the people just following blindly. Why we do? Why do you need to be saved? Can I ask you that question? Can you, from the Bible, open the Bible and say, this is why I need to get saved? And you explain from Scripture. You need to know that. You need to have instructions and you need to have understanding. We need to understand why baptism, why fellowship, why worship, why communion. Why do we do this? Why is it important to come here and not stay away because COVID has made you frightened? I want to live, not die. I want to live, so I'm going to live, live positive. I'm not going to hang around. Two reasons why you need understanding and instruction. Two. One is because you, you can't tell anybody else why you got, need water baptism. If I'm going to tell you about salvation or water baptism or communion, you, you can't tell them because I'm just following along blindly. It says, narrow is the way that goes to the kingdom of God and broad is those ways that just bumble along and don't know why they do what they do. And the second thing is you can be led into error. Jim Jones can find you and take you off and lead you by the nose. And down the, down, down the, the, the Mississippi you go. Come on, guys. We gotta wise up. And we're not gonna say, do it because, oh, the other guys do it. The Bible talks about study to show yourself approved. 2 Timothy 2.15. Hence, we have Kim and her team with Coastal College running a Bible school. So well, I don't know. You're not going to get everything from the pulpit. Sign up. $50 a month is nothing to invest and be a kingdom person with kingdom understanding and have the understanding of the Bible. So I just want to just tell you that. And it starts in August, so you haven't got much time to think about it. And if $50 a month is a problem, come and talk to me. You're worth the investment. Come on. We need to get there. So now let's talk about water baptism. Being anchored in the word is key. And so why water baptism? That's little Juliana. She's not little anymore. She's finished university and heading off to further. And she was like eight or nine when we water baptized her there. Juliana and, and her dad, Matthew, and myself. Yeah, you can't tell by that. Uh, but anyway, that's there. Why baptism? What's the reason? What's the significance? What's the importance of water baptism? Not because the parents told you, not because the pastor told you, not because my peers are doing it. Why are you doing it? Uh, no, I'm not talking about christening. I'm not talking about sprinkling. I'm not talking about getting touched on your forehead by holy water. No, that's not what we're talking about. I want to talk about baptism, Bible baptism. Yeah. 
Because it tells you to repent and be baptized. How can a baby repent? Doesn't even know it's doing anything wrong. Do scripture. Don't do religion, do scripture. And so we need to understand that. Why baptism? Because baptism is an action of belief. Action of belief. It's a deed that expresses our, our belief. When I heard about being saved and I needed to pray and confess with my mouth what I believed in my heart, I needed to have an action. I prayed. Then suddenly I heard I needed to get water baptized. Why? Because the Lord instructed it and I needed to obey it. So Mayborn Chapel, the chapel the, the where I, I, I first came to Christ, I, that's where in 1979, Zimbabwe, I went and got water baptized there. But since then, I've been to men's, men's camps and stuff, and I've found that there's certain things I haven't crucified in my life, I haven't dealt with. And, I, and at the end of a men's camp, this, every year we used to do this men's camp, we would uh, we'd have a water baptism for those that hadn't been water baptized as men. And some of the men would say, I wanna go back in there because there's something that's still not dead that needs to go into that watery grave. And I need to lay it down in, in that watery grave. And I went multiple times when suddenly somebody preached and man, I thought, man, that's still got resurrection life in me. And I need to go and drown that sucker in that water baptism. Whether that's scriptural or not, and people are gonna criticize everything. Listen, I just wanted a dead in my life. I didn't want it. And so, but the, the, the most precious one was in January 2020, when Val and I took a team from, from Epic across to, to, uh, on a Holy Land tour. And we got an opportunity to get baptized in the river, Jordan, where Jesus got baptized. Well, I wasn't gonna pass that up. <laughs> Man, I wanted to get saved and saved again. And so down I went. I was born again, again, baptized again and again. I don't care. But my first thought, my first point to you today, baptism is an act of obedience. It's an act of obedience. Everybody knows that boy. <laughs> Fortunately, I didn't have to tackle him in the water. It would make the three of us to go and put that boy down. Yeah. <laughs> Brother, I would have held you down a lot longer. It's a lot more things have to die in you, okay? <laughs> we, we see recorded. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> We see the record, throughout the New Testament being recorded that believers were being baptized, believing and baptizing. And Jesus, um, at his goodbye speech, had water baptism in instruction, as instruction in Matthew 28, 19. He says, hey guys, huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore go and make disciples. What these, the, the, this team's been watching. Make disciples, make learners of me. Make learners of me, of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In other words, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, all three names are written up, are announced in that, in that very thing. So if I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, or I hold you down there for five minutes and say in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm saying the same thing. You're being put into a family. You're, you're getting dunked into a family and that's what's it. And the last thing you're about to say to somebody before you depart to be at the right hand of the Father happens to be very important. And here he says, listen, raise people up that are learners of me. Learn about me because I'm of the Father. If they've seen me, they've seen the Father. And if you've seen how I behave, then they've seen how the Father behaves. Let them be learners of me. And he says, and when, you, when they connect with that, baptize them, baptize them. And so that's what they, they were instructed to do. Tell the followers, follow your, your heart change and an, a, a, with an outward declaration with water baptism. 
I'm gonna tell you with my outside action what's happened on the inside. That's what I'm doing. So it's, a, it's an act of obedience. And if Jesus as Lord said water baptism was important, then we need to do that. James says, don't be just hearers of the word, but be doers only. Have you seen that when you, I don't know if you guys remember, when there used to be a fight at school, and these, and, and, these, uh, and these two roosters want to have a good fight with each other, these men. And they, I mean, they, they're putting out their chest and they, they're circling each other and everybody's shouting, fight, fight, fight. And everybody comes screaming in from everywhere and they're running around them. And the one's saying, listen, if, when I hit you, you're going to think you're surrounded. And the other guy said, well, when, you hit, when I hit you, when you land, you're going to be old fashioned. And they're, and they're huffing and puffing at each other. And then suddenly the teacher comes and separates them. What an anticlimax. <laughs> What an anticlimax. You know, I understand I was unsaved in the school days. It's like my sons, Nathan and Daniel. Three days of the year, they're the same age. Okay, I understand that. We find out how they're made, okay? So, all right. We don't hang our PJs together. That's how we find out. The... So the three days of the year, they're the same age. Daniel, the younger one, he badges my eldest one. Like, you cannot believe. It's like a Jack Russell. He's jap, 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 jap. He's like always tripping him up, throwing a shoe. And, and Daniel, Nathan's got absolute control more than I have. Eventually, I get so irritated. I said, Nathan, please do me a favor. Beat the snot out of your brother. <laughs> sort this pecking order out because, man, you're the older one. I know just by, just, I know it's not, it's not this. I was learning. I was learning. I was learning as a parent. I was learning as a parent. The eldest one, you're always experimenting on the eldest one because you don't know how to do this thing. Huh? <laughs> and so one day I get the call from the cousin, Uncle Rod, Nathan is killing Daniel. And I said, oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Finally. But listen, church, we can't be these people that just flirt around. Oh, I'm going to get baptized. I'm going to get baptized. Get baptized and say, yes, I'm for Jesus. That's what we need to do. Oh, hallelujah. Coastal, we're not about talking the message. We want about living the message, amen? We need to live the message, hallelujah. Matthew 10, uh, verse 32, it says, everyone who acknowledged me publicly here on earth, I will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. So the first thing, the act of obedience. Baptism is an act of obedience. Secondly, baptism is an act of identification, identifying with Christ. I'm saying I'm in team Jesus. I am with team Jesus. And I... The devil needs to know, your surroundings need to know, people need to know, and you're inwardly and outwardly aligning with the truth that you believe. That's what you're doing in water baptism. And there is no question who, which NFL team Harland supports. There's just no question about it. There's no question about Jedediah's NFL team that he supports. They, 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 they wear the paraphernalia. They, they talk the talk. They announce everything. If not, they're not dressed in, in the paraphernalia of it and, 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 uh, and identifying with that team. I tell you what their kids have. They're, even the, the little bandana on their little daughter's got, uh, got, got a Miami Dolphin on it, you know? I mean, I'm just talking about they are passionate about declaring who they identify with as their team. And you can, uh, you, and you can see it in this nation. You... you I'm kind of a run with the foxes, hunt with the hounds. I'm kind of whoever team's actually getting ahead, I'm, I'm going to run with that one. And I can, ch I can chop and change teams, no problem at all. Eh? No problem. I have no. And so, <laughs> so, but yeah, we have Jesus' cousin, John. 
He was a prophetic evangelist. Now, I'll tell you what, as a pastor, that is a dangerous combination. I mean, he's prophetic and he has this evangelist. He wants to read people. And and so here we have this danger because he he will tell you, you need to get saved. And he could possibly tell you, listen, you have an appointment with Jesus in two weeks because he's prophetic. And and then you're going to deal with issues because as a pastor, prophetic is just one of those challenging gifts that I've got to walk with, with all the grace and uh, and all the understanding. Because as a pastor, the prophet's saying, we need to go, we need to go, we need to get there. And I'm saying, okay, sheep, let's do it. Let's go, let's go, let's get. When we get there, they're not satisfied. Now they're next on to the next thing of God. And I'm thinking, prophet, just give me a break. As a pastor, I've got to bring the congregation along, you know? And so I have this little rival with myself. But anyway, John the Baptist, here he is. He is, um, he is coming and he's, and, and he's announcing. It was Isaiah 700 years before spoke of him in Isaiah 40 and said, listen, I'm sending somebody who will prepare the way for the Lord. He is there and he's preparing and he's coming and he's going to prepare. And funny thing, when John was here, he preached one sermon, one sermon and had three points. And we just imagine me come up and, and next Sunday and I say, guys, I've got the same sermon and the same three points. Here we go. And next Sunday, I'll come back, guys, I've got the same sermon and the same three points. That's what happened to John. John had a, a message. He had a message from God. Repent. Turn. Change your direction. Walk away from this culture of, of unbelief. Walk away from religion because it's made you walk away from him. Repent, point one. Point two, turn to God. Well, if you want to turn somewhere, he's going to instruct you where to turn. You can turn to your, your habits. You can, you can turn to your hobbies. You can turn to another relationship. So you want to make sure, guys, you need to turn away from that and you need to turn to God. Third point, and if you believe that, get water baptized. That's his three points. Next Sunday, he'll preach the same three points. I want to just tell you that something about John the Baptist. But before I tell you, let me tell you about baptism. Baptism was a household name. It was, it wasn't, it's a cultural word of the day. It wasn't some spiritual word that, that was suddenly um, uh, brought, brought, to, brought to the sea. No, the word baptizo means to wash, to cleanse, to bathe by submersion. That's what it means. So when he's preaching there, he says, guys, you need to bathe. You need to wash. You need to be submerged. And he's saying, I don't understand this. And he's, he's preaching there about washing your clothes, washing your body. So it was also a word used to dye fabric. The, the fabric would go into the dye. The dye would go into the fabric. It's that submersion. That's what the word baptizo means. When, um, and so John was stating the obvious of cleaning and, and, and getting clean and washing. But the Holy Spirit through John was bringing a revelation, revealed truth to those that, that were coming to listen. They were walking, away, walking all the way from the city to, the, to, to where, where John was baptizing. And they were listening to the message. You understand when Jesus was talking simple messages about parables, the Holy Spirit was taking that message and bringing revelation truth to the people. Here now people are coming, they're hearing about, listen, you need a bath. You need to submerse yourself. You need to understand. You need to turn. You need to turn to God. And when you do, and then they were getting the revelation. They were getting the revelation and daily they came and they were being baptized there. Um, And so you understand that, that, that John was baptized in by the Holy Spirit in his mother's womb. 
It says here in Luke uh, chapter 1, verse 15, it talks about that, that John in Elizabeth's womb was baptized in the Holy Spirit. So when he speaks, he was speaking spirit and life. That's what happens with us with believers. When we have Holy Spirit on board, you are talking spirit and you're talking life when you start talking what God anoints to talk and what's, what you need to announce. You know when you're talking nonsense and when you're talking God. You know. I don't have to try and teach you that one. You will realize that one. Sometimes you guys have had bad pizza and you do say some things that are out of whack, but it's mostly water baptism allows those who repent to identify a lie and publicly agree. That's what happens in water baptism. Man, how can you give me so much little time? So people hear it, but some people get it. And that's what you've got to understand. Every day people came and got baptized. Remember, John was baptized by the Holy Spirit. Baptism is a public declaration of a new association. You need to put that one up there. Baptism is a public declaration of a new association. Telling others, I'm team Jesus. Like me, being married, not wearing a ring, not telling anybody. That's what it's like when you don't do some of the things that the scripture instructs us to do. And so here we are. Uh, it doesn't make me not married, but how does Val feel? When I don't, I don't declare it, I don't announce it, I don't tell anybody. And what, what, is it, what does it make me look like? A real clown, aren't I? Hallelujah. And when, but the thing is, when I'm not wearing a ring, like some people have walked a long life without being water baptized, it doesn't make you unmarried when I'm not wearing a ring. It's still, I'm married. But it, the wearing the ring announced, announces I'm taken. And you're too late. And there's more to me than meets the eye. Be warned, eh? Be warned. Hallelujah. But we had, I had a, a, a family friend named Fred, and we were up fishing up there in Kanyemba, which is where the Zambi, uh, Zambia, Malawi, Zimbabwe, all them meet. And that's a great fishing spot. And uh, it, it's, it's wild. I mean, you got monkeys, you got animals, and you're waking up, and out the. He had a rondovo by himself, this guy, Fred. He would shout on the top of his voice, I'm in love with Lisa. He just met Lisa, a Singaporean girl, and the boy was in love. But everywhere, I always knew where Fred was because he was shouting, I'm in love with Lisa. I'm in love with Lisa. And he declared it everywhere. Lisa, you thought you baby enjoy that one. Have you ever watched anybody that's in love? Or two in love, man, they're holding each other, hugging each other, they're kissing each other. They're kind of, they don't care what you think. They are in love. And so, so have you heard of a believer and saying, listen, I'm saved. God loves me. He redeemed me, purchased me. He, he's forgiven me. He's made me righteous. I'm a son and a daughter. Because that love captures you intoxicates you. It just overwhelms you. And that's what it is when we say, I'm going, I'm doing the water baptism because I want to declare it. I want to declare it. And, 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 and that declaration changes your conversation. Like this ring, when I come into a company and, and, and there are other, other, other females, clearly they know, I'm taken. Don't even, changes your conversation with me. Change, not that I have that ever, ever, ever had that problem. <laughs> I've heard of other people have that problem, but that's not. And, and it also changed the expectation that's placed on you. So when you go into water baptism, the conversation changes. 
You can't come out there talking, talking, uh, talking bad and doing all the other stuff like that. There is an expectation. There's a conversation that all changes because there's an identification that you've made. Water baptism is saying more, there's more to me than meets the eye. John the Baptist, um, he, he said this in Matthew, uh, uh, the scripture records this in Matthew 3.11. I baptize you with water, but uh, uh, water, those who repent of sin and turn to God. But someone who's coming, is coming soon, who is greater than I am, so much greater than I, I'm not worthy even to, to, to be his slave or carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. That is work. I mean, he, you, you get with God, he's gonna submerge you in the Holy Ghost and that's such fun. And so you need to understand that. And, so, and, and then when, when Jesus came to John, he says, no, no, John, Jesus, you need to baptize me. And John said, no. And Jesus said, no, we need to do this. And he says in, in verse 15, but Jesus said, it should be done for we must carry out all that God requires. Even Jesus followed his dad's instruction. So it's important that we follow that instruction of, 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 of getting water baptized. Two Corinthians, uh, I'll move on, Ethiopian. The Ethiopian identified with Christ in water baptism. The Ethiopian eunuch, he was busy traveling back to Ethiopia. Philip the evangelist meets him and, he's, and tells him all about Jesus. And he gets saved there and, and, and agrees. And here in Acts 8, 36, and says, and as they rode along, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? And I noticed something. It went from verse 36 to verse 38 in my Bible. I said, what happened to verse 37? Let me read you verse 37 in the other translations. And he says, yeah, why can't I be baptized? And verse 37 says, you can, Philip answered, if you believe with all your heart. Then the eunuch replied, I believe that, the Lord, that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Why some translations leave out, I don't know. But anyway, and goes on to say, and he ordered the carriage to stop and they went down into the water and Philip baptized him. Immediately, as he heard the gospel, stop the chariot, let's get into the water straight away. Paul and Silas in the jail, they, they delivered some, some woman of a, of a demon that, that was bringing money, so they got mad with them, chucked them in jail. Holy Spirit, uh, well, angels opened the jail gates in the middle of the night. The jailer wanted to kill himself, and Paul says, hey, we're still here, don't, don't do that. Leads him to Christ. Jailer goes home, gets his whole family in the middle of the night. Verse 32 says here, Acts 16, 32 says, and then, he came, and then everyone in his household were immediately baptized. How about 3,000 people coming to Jesus on the, uh, on the Pentecost, just after Pentecost? That will be a baptismal service of exhaustion, just to let you know for free. So I wanna just learn the last point. So we need to seal the deal with your identification and go into the water, water, waters of baptism. Baptism is an act of renewal. Something happens in water baptism. Paul reminds those who believe and were water baptized um, in the letter to Rome. It says here in Romans chapter six, verse three, it says, have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death. I chose in my water baptism at, in, in, in that chapel to terminate and bring a death to my old life. I'll put it, put it in there. It says, for we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And, and just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the, Holy, of the Father, now we also may live new lives. 
I'm talking about the third point, baptism is an act of renewal. There is a renewal that happens when you go into the water baptism. I have seen addictions, disorders, demonized people, hurts, habits, and, 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 and hang-ups be left behind in that watery grave. People have come and they said, we've prayed with them and said, right, we've got, to, we've got to leave it in the watery grave. We buried it there. And that's what we had to do. My brother was ministering to, to, to the native ranch hands down in, 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 the, in the ranch areas of Zimbabwe and he would get them saved and then he would tell them about water baptism, pump the, the reservoir down to where they were just waist deep because they're, they're not too favorable to, to, to water. Those the ranch hands, they don't kind of like water. But when he tried to get them water baptized, he could not. He could not sit in them, nothing. They would ski on top of the water take them out, deliver them of demons, then get them water baptized. The demons don't like water. They don't like water. And so I'm just telling you that when you go into water baptism, things happen and you lean towards and say, God, I wanna leave this thought, this, this hang up, this, this hurt. I wanna leave it there in the, in, the, in the waters of baptism. And when action follows our belief, the fullness of a God is, then it gets assigned to you. Galatians 3.27 says, all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. Like putting on new clothes. I heard a guy talk this week and he says, man, I love popping tags. Popping tags, what's that? Obviously I haven't bought enough clothes to understand what that is. But he says, man, when you go grab a pile of clothes and you wanna try them on, you just, pop the tags and put them on, pop the tags and put them on. I said, man, obviously you like, so he likes new clothes. So when you get baptized, you come up and you get the robe of righteousness, man, that is, that is, that is, that is threads made just for you, rest for you. And that's exciting. And so it says here in 2 Corinthians five seventeen, as I close, this means that anybody who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life has gone and the new life has begun. There's something significant that happens in water baptism that is supernatural. So I wanna just say that water baptism is a step. It's an act of renewal, leaving the old life. And the water baptism gives us a time and a place in life. I know exactly where I was. I know exactly what I did. And I marked it in my calendar, in my memory, in my life. That is where Rod died, the old Rod died. And you can do the same if you haven't done that. You make a demarcation so if the devil comes back and starts nyanyaing you saying, nah, nah, that was the old dude, I buried him, so don't worry about this, this is a new guy. This is a new guy with new clothes, I'm good. So that's what you need to say and this is what you need to believe. And we clearly align and connect ourselves to, to, to the faith that we have. And so, will you miss heaven if you don't get baptized? Well, the thief in the cross couldn't get water baptized. He was a bit hung up, okay? <laughs> but I wanna just say, church, we have a journey, we have a journey in this life that I wanna just make sure that whatever I can align with God and make sure that I'm streamlined in, in going with Jesus and, and his walk and have all the reinforcements, I am gonna take it. And I did, and I have. And every time I, I hear instructions, I obey. I identify with it and it brings renewal to my life. And that's what we need to do. Amen. Amen. Maria, can I ask you to tinker the ivories for a minute? Yes. Thank you.
talking about him being immersed in God's goodness. You got to understand there is this instruction. And in that immersion, your obedience is saying something to your heart, to your faith, to your friends, to the demons, to the spiritual warfare. You're saying something. You're identifying. I'm not dabbling with this thing. I'm declaring it. I'm identifying with it. I'm buying the t-shirt. I'm buying the hat. I'm wearing it. I'm carrying it. That's what I'm saying. And so I want to just instruct, just let you know that next Sunday, after Val has preached, we're going to go to the beach and we're going to go. We've done over, over 100 people have found their watery grave there, laid them down, come up anew. We want you to do that if you want to. Please, don't hesitate. Take everything God's got for you. Get immersed in His goodness. Get your name to the, to the to Connect Corner just so we can kind of coordinate. If you want somebody to come with you into the waters of baptism, you can bring your, your, your husband or your wife or your friends or your brother or your sister or somebody. You can, it doesn't have to be anybody who stands behind the pulpit. That anybody can take you because it's between you and God. And there's only one question I'm going to be asking you when, do you make Jesus your Lord? That's the only thing that Philip asked the eunuch, if you believe that Jesus is Lord of your life, then let's do it. Let's seal the deal. Amen. So okay. bring your swimsuit. Bring coveralls. Bring, I don't care what it is. I don't care what you, we'll, 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 just, we'll just put you under. And unlike James, we'll bring you up quickly, okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. But if you haven't come to that place where you've invited Jesus into your life, it's just a prayer away. Like I heard the message.